What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, y'all? Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, so today we're going to start our team-by-team breakdowns. We are going to start with the NFC East. We're going to do two teams uh, each podcast, you know, so we're going to start with the Eagles and Cowboys. And we'll go from there. We might mix in a couple different topics here and there, but we'll just go, you know, start with each player from, you know, the different teams and where they're being drafted amongst other players in their in their positions. And, you know, we'll take it from there. It's going to be, you know, a fun time. So uh, let's get to, right to it, uh, shall we? Uh, let's start with the Eagles. So quarterback Carson Wentz right now amongst all the quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Wentz is ranked number eight. Uh, he is one spot ahead of Josh Allen and one spot behind Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, a couple guys in front of him are Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. A couple guys behind him are Matt Ryan and Jimmy G. Uh, what's your feelings on Carson going forward this year? I like Carson Wentz this year. I think um, with the way that the Eagles really – you know, attack the draft and attack free agency this year. You know, I would have liked to have seen them go, you know, taking another wide receiver earlier. Uh, you know, I know they went wide receiver in the first round, but I would have liked to have seen, seen them go back-to-back wide receiver. But for the most part, I I like what they did. I, you know what I mean? It's, it's a team that's built for Carson Wentz to succeed. You know what I mean? If you think about the team last year, what the hell they were doing that just the Eagles were horrendous on the wide at the wide receiver position. It was really bad at the end of the season. They were basically just, he had nobody to throw to like you guys remember what it looked like. It was bad. He had no one to throw to, you know, JJ, Sega Whiteside never really turned into anything. He just kind of was not good at all. And you know, it, it really showed with, you know, the way the Eagles had their offensive going last year. It was not not pretty at the end of the season. You know, I'm I'm even surprised the way they, you know, stuck around in that in that last game of the season because they was literally just like a B squad out there, uh, you know, playing. So, you know, with the additions of, uh, you know, Jalen Rager, I think that's, you know, I, you know, you guys heard what I said about Jalen Rager last week. I really like this kid. Uh, I think he is – a whole lot of talent. You know what I mean? I think he's just going to get better and better. Uh, Jalen Hurts going to the team, I think, might light a fire under, you know, light a fire under him. So, you know, we don't want to see Jalen Hurts on the field, obviously. But, you know, I think it's definitely one of those things where we're going to see Carson Wentz have one of his better seasons. And he needs to stay healthy. I mean, it's just one of those deals where if he doesn't stay healthy, then, you know, we're going to see we're going to see uh, a very disappointed Eagles fandom. And, you know, with the drafting of Jalen Hurts in the second round, there could be, uh, you know, a quarterback change coming. So I think Carson knows that. I think he knows he has to have a good season. I think that the Eagles are, you know, primed to have a good season. I really do. I think they are a good team and, you know, on the defensive end, they got better, you know, getting Darius Slay and, uh, you know, uh, Nicole Ricky, you know, Roby Coleman, you know, they just, to me, I like, I like the additions that they made to this team. And I think he's going to have a good season. Yeah. I think that he, uh, 
I think he's got the biggest possible spectrum out of most of these quarterbacks. He could he could absolutely finish, you know, top five, three, four uh, this year. I don't I don't foresee in, in the top three. I just think that there's other quarterbacks that have better weapons um, or he could finish, you know, 10, 11, 12, even playing a full season just because of the new additions. You know, I mean, we don't know. Deshaun Jackson, we saw, I mean, he's still technically is kind of a new addition because he only played one, two, one and a half games last year. But, you know, we did see in that that Redskins game that they had instant chemistry. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, so that carries over into this whole year. You know, both of these guys are injury prone players. So, you know, for both of them to stay healthy this whole year is going to be important. Um, we have the, you know, we obviously the Rieger thing you know, with him picking the draft being the number one. And we have, uh, you know, Marquise Gold- Goodwin, who could be a, a potential big pickup. I mean, speed on this team is elite, but you know, there's aside from Jackson, who is tail end of his career now and kind of always been just a speed guy, uh, you know, a, a home run hitter. It's, it's, there's really no security aside from Zach Ertz in the, you know, wide receiver tight end position. So I'm not as big on Carson this year as I was last year, but uh, I mean, he still has proven. I mean, when he was throwing the lawn furniture last year at the end of the season, he proved that he is an elite quarterback when he's out there and when he's firing on all cylinders. Um, he's, you know, he, he's one of the top. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. I think that Carson does have a wide range of, you know, outcomes. You know, he definitely could finish, uh, you know, finish in the top three or four. You know, not three through five. I, I definitely think he's he's capable of that. We've seen it before. Um, he could also fall out of the top twelve. You know, if if you know things, you know, don't go in his direction. Um, I don't see that happening only because they do have be- as long as Jackson and you know I ain't even going to say Alshon. I'll say Jackson stays healthy. I do think that you know he will be much better. I mean, if you look at what he did last year when, when Ward was out there and well, Whiteside and uh, I even forget the, the other wide receiver that they brought in on the, off the street that they were playing. But, uh, you know, he was still like, that's when he did his best production. Like the end of his year, you know, he was putting up good fantasy games with Greg Ward and, you know, tossing Matt the Collins, ball. Matt Collins got a little bit of action there in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, he, Matt Collins actually got released halfway through. It was somebody else they picked up. I forget who it was. It was. That's what they were throwing the lawn furniture out there. I mean, we don't, we didn't know. And I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I know you are too, Kev. And there was literally names out there who me and some friends that just watch everything. Like, who is, where did this guy just literally come on the field? two minutes before the game. Cause I have no idea who he is. I mean, that's how desperate the Eagles were at wide receiver in that last quarter of the season going into the playoffs. It was, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. I mean, if you look at two, two years ago too, as well, um, that was probably Carson's worst year other than probably his rookie year. And I don't, it may even be worse than rookie year. And through halfway through the season, he was, you know, top, he was 20. Ranked overall, so he does have you know there is a chance that he could just fall off the map. I don't see it happening, like I said, because with Deshaun out there with Rager, uh, first round pick, um, you know if they throw Greg Ward in the slot, if they get Alshon Jeffrey healthy, you know Miles Sanders is a very capable weapon out of the backfield, which they didn't have two years ago. Um, I, I don't foresee Wentz falling out of the top twelve. Um, that being the case, you know. Um, 
you know, if the, all these guys stay healthy, I mean, we saw what he can do with Deshaun Jackson on the field in week one last year. You know, he threw for, I think, 330 yards and three touchdowns in, in week one. And then Jackson got hurt. Alshon was kind of in and out through the year. So I do think number nine is probably right around where I'll have him when we do ranks. I mean, somewhere around there. I mean, you know, I there's a couple guys ahead of him. I think, uh, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, I would not have Rodgers ahead of Carson Wentz right now. Uh, but I probably would have Josh Allen because of the running, you know, the rushing capabilities. So, you know, number nine is probably right where I'll wind up having having Carson Wentz. Uh, moving on to the running back, Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, Steve, I, I know you're geeked up probably to talk about Miles Sanders just because of, you know, we, we knew how much you loved him last year and you proved to be right. And he's, what, uh, 13 or 14? He is number 14 in PPR ranked. He's right behind uh, Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson, uh, right ahead of Le'Veon Bell and Devin, Devin Singletary. Uh, let me just say that we are getting these numbers off Fantasy Football Calculator. We mentioned this last year. Um, you know, We're not going to throw ADPs out there. I think it's a little too early to throw actual ADPs. We'll just tell you the uh, number that he's being drafted and a couple players he's around. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it. You know, Carson Carson and Melvin Gordon are right ahead of him. Le'Veon Bell, Devin Singletary are right behind him. I see Miles Sanders moving way up this list if mm-hmm. they don't add any run, especially if they don't add running backs. I mean, I did see a report. Today, Ray Dittinger was saying, you know, they, they, you know, Carlos Hyde would be a good addition. And I've been totally thinking that myself. I've said this to a couple people I know. I think that Carlos Hyde would be a great compliment to Miles Sanders and, you know, still allow Miles Sanders to be on the field primarily, you know, throughout, you know, first, second, you know, third down. And then you mix in, you know, Hyde and Boston Scott you know, when you need to give uh, Sanders a break. But I see Sanders going way up this this board. Uh, you know, he he's a potential second-round draft pick at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Miles Sanders. I mean, we, we, know, we know how much love Jordan Howard got in the beginning of the season. There was like a six-game stretch there. I want to say in like the Packer game where he had, you know, a big game against the Packers. Uh, and then after that, they started going a little bit away from Jordan Howard. But Miles Sanders had 229 touches last year. That's with splitting carries with, you know, Howard. So, you know, Howard ended up having 129 touches for the season. So, for me, it's a – I love Miles Sanders. I mean, I think of the guys that you named, I'd rather have him over every name you named. Uh, I just – I think that he has the clearest cut path to, you know, 200 and – 60 touches this year of all the all those names other than Le'Veon Bell and Le'Veon Bell is on you know one of the worst has one of the worst offensive lines in football and the Eagles are one of the best offensive lines in football so for me I think it's very easy for me to get him into my top 12 I think you know I have I'm probably gonna have him right around 11 12 uh, in my in my rankings because I just I love the kids talent I told you guys last year I love this talent I think that this Eagles offensive line is, you know, even with losing Jason Peters, I still think that this offensive line is good. There's not really, there's not really too many things that that I'm going to say bad about this Eagles team. I think this Eagles Eagles offense is is good. You know, I mean, especially with Deshaun Jackson. Like Kev said, you guys remember if you watched that first game of the season, that offense looked unstoppable. 
Like, they were just going up and down the field with ease. And, you know, you add, you know, Jalen Rager to the mix. You add, you know, Boston Stock coming out of the backfield. Miles Sanders, you know, doing his thing. The two tight ends. It just, this, there's just so many weapons on this team and a great offensive line. And I just don't see how this team doesn't put up a lot of points. So if that's the case, you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of Miles Sanders touching the ball. And I could definitely see 260 touches, 280 touches. I'm not going to say a 300 touch bash because I do, don't think that they want to put that kind of workload on him just, just yet. But uh, I could definitely see 260 to 280 touches. And if that's the case, he's going to be a top 12 guy for me. Yeah, I'm not going to add too much. I, I pretty much completely agree with with that. I'm, I, you know, I'm probably going to have him around the 275 range, uh, low end RB1 for sure. You know, with the with the capabilities of finishing higher, depending on you know how much the Eagles really do utilize him and and uh, how hot he gets. So, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely uh, he's he's going to be a a awesome awesome fantasy running back for this year. You know, and moving forward for for a lot of years. All right, so now we'll go into the wide receivers. Uh, you got Alshon Jeffrey is number 72. No, I'm sorry. Deshaun Jackson is number 72. Jalen Rager is number 60. And Alshon Jeffrey is number 46. Uh, I totally think this is going to eventually change. What do you guys think? No, I think it's uh, it's just you got Rager who's, who's too much. He's a rookie that – was drafted, most people think, much too high. Uh, Deshaun Jackson coming off of his injuries and, and Alshon coming off of injuries, and Alshon's been, you know, t- fading out, telling off a lot. I just think that, you know, I think the ball is going to be spread around a whole lot, including Ertz and Goddard. So I think that they're they're pretty accurate. I mean, if any, they're going to be drafted. I mean, uh, most of the Eagles' offensive players are going to be drafted. They're just going to be drafted lower like their, uh, you know, their, their rankings are right now. Yeah, pe- people in fantasy football are a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately crowd for the most part. So just thinking back on what the Eagles did towards the end of the season, I think that's fresh in people's minds. They're not really thinking about the possibility of how this offense could really be. So I think if the Eagles come into the preseason looking like the Eagles did you know, last year, I think these names are all going to go up. I think, you know, Jalen Regal will go up. I think that Alshon Jeffrey will go up. I think Deshaun Jackson will go up. I, You know, they're going to start, you know, I don't see any of them skyrocketing up boards. But, you know, like you said, they're in the 70s right now or later. And I could easily see Jalen Regal getting up into the, you know, 60s range. You know, I could see Alshon well, he's getting... He's 60 right now. He's 60. Okay, so let's say... I think that's right around where he'd be just because he's a rookie. I think Alshon And that's out of wide receivers. That's out of the wide receivers. Yeah. So I think he, I mean, he will get, you know, he'll, out of the wide receivers, he's 60. Yeah. He's definitely, yeah. he's definitely going to get drafted higher than that. Um, I'm trying to think. Alshon will probably, you know, I know Alshon is what you said in the 70s. Yeah, 46. Oh, 46. Okay. So yeah, he's yeah. 46. He's dropping. He's dropping. Yeah, I mean, right good. now they're saying they don't even know if Alshon's going to be ready for to start the year. Yeah, he just had that link Liz uh, Liz, Frank Liz Frank injury. Frank yeah, yeah. So, so at the end, and that was I think the Giants game, the first Giants game, which was like week thirteen. So right. he's not he may not be ready for week one. So yeah, I probably, probably I think Alshon. And 
Yeah, and then on top of that, Alshon Jeffrey wasn't very productive last year when no. he was on the so to me that's Alshon Jeffrey's a guy that's he's not gonna be he's going to drop out of that that bunch. Yeah, I agree. And if he does, then that means Jalen Rager is gonna move up. So I could see Jalen Rager moving up to, you know, fifty something. I mean, if Alshon's not ready, then yeah, I could definitely see him moving into the mid fifties, you know, maybe early fifties. And then Deshaun Jackson, he'll definitely go up. You know what I mean? He's just going to be yeah. – he'll probably be mid-40s. Right now, you know, what are you saying? Like 50s in the 50s? 72. He's 72. 72. So he's definitely going to move up. He can, he can only move up. If he shows that he's healthy. Deshaun Jackson has never really had a season where he's missed as many games as he did last year. I mean, last year was just kind of a, a weird thing. I mean, he normally misses three, four, five games. You know what I mean? But he never misses the entire season like he did last year. So – you know, I think people will see that, and especially if he comes into the preseason looking good. You know, this whole offense, I think, is going to move up. All these players. I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be one of the top tight ends taken. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be a top, you know, 15 running back taken. But, you know, I could definitely see the rest of this team just moving up when the people see them play in the preseason. They're just going to get, you know, oh, man, the Eagles look good. You know what I mean? And that's, Would either of you guys take a, take, a, take a huge flyer on uh, Marquise Goodwin? No, uh, no, I just for me after, you know, the year that Marquise Goodwin was supposed to be the man, you know, I think I was one of the people going, eh, he's just a deep threat and I don't yeah. like taking deep threats like that. So I think he's just insurance for Deshaun. Yeah, honestly. I think so, too. I think, you he know, definitely... I think that's kind of why he's there just to be like a guy that. If DJ gets down, they can still throw another guy out there that's very similar with some speed. But as long as DJ's on the field, I don't think that Goodwin, you know, really will see a ton of time out there. Um, if in my opinion, with these three receivers, like I'm reversing the order. Like I think out of these three, DJ would be my number one. Uh, Rager would be my number two, and Alshon would probably be my number three drafted. Like I don't think I'll have Alshon Jeffrey on any team. No, uh, just because of his injury ish history. And if he's getting drafted anywhere near, you know, that, that high, you know, I mean, I, I'm not taking Alshon Jeffrey to the double digit rounds at this point, in my opinion, if, especially if he's not ready, you know, to go and he'll, he'll drop. But yeah, for me, D Jack would be, um, the guy I would take first out of this group, just because I think D Jack, you know, we know, I, I feel like D Jack and Carson Wentz have a very good chemistry together. Um, you saw it in that first game, and you know I don't think that 108 catches, 153 yards, and two touchdowns is D Jack every game. But you know I can see D Jack having you know six or seven games where he he goes off like that, and if he's doing that, you know he he's going to be that kind of player. But you know definitely for best ball, if you're taking ball, you know, Deshaun Jackson's one always going to be one of the guys that, you know, is a great draft pick in best ball because he's a guy that any given week can just blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, but regular season, I mean, he's a guy that you can plug in there during bye weeks, you know, blows up for you and wins you a week. So, you know, of these three guys, I would probably go D Jack Rager, then Alshon, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And but there's a the few guys ahead of, of Jeffrey. I'll just run off a couple of names here. Odell Beckham's a few spots ahead of him. John Brown right above Odell. Corton Sutton right above John Brown. And then Edelman right above Sutton. So if you're going to lump him in with those four names, <laughs> there's no way I'm I'm even touching him in that, in that area. Nah. So let's move it on to the tight ends. Uh, you got Zach Ertz, who right now is the third tight end taken. You know, he has been the third tight end, two, second or third tight end taken this year. Uh, 
Switch it up a little bit. Let me ask you guys, who would you rather draft first? Would you rather have Zach Ertz or Mark Andrews? Yeah, they're really Zach close Ertz. for me. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think I would take Andrews over Ertz only because when we watched Lamar Jackson play last year, there wasn't a game where Mark Andrews was not involved as where we saw some games where Zach Ertz just – you know, some games he was pelted with targets and same games he just wasn't. Um, so for me, Mark Andrews, to, uh, to me, he's, you know, in the top three for me. You know what I mean? I just, I like what I saw last year. I think he has a great rapport with Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson just, he just keeps teams honest. You can't, you can't load a block, you know, the box with him. Mark Andrews is, he showed it last year. He's just a huge dude who has a huge, you know, jump and arm radius and, you know, Lamar just trusts him. He trusts him to be open, and he throws him the ball, like, constantly over the middle. There's so many times when you're watching his tape, you just see him in the middle, wide open, because the safeties have to bite, because Lamar looks like he's going to run, and Andrews is just literally wide open in the middle of the field. And, you know, it, with the way that Lamar Jackson plays football, that's not going to change. You can't, you know, you can't stack the box against that team because they have a good offensive line and a great running team, you know, a great gate running, yeah. great running game. And, you know, you can't really guard <laughs> Andrews with a safety because if you do, Lamar Jackson goes running for 40 yards. So it's just one of those teams where it's going to be, you know, it's going to be really hard to defend Mark Andrews and he's just going to do his thing. They're going to, teams are going to let him do his thing to try to limit what Lamar does. Yeah, I'm just I'm slightly higher on Ertz only because I like the way he finished it out last year. He's he did start the season off rough. I mean, he was he wasn't getting a lot of targets. People were wondering what was happening with the you know with the chemistry. Uh, you know, after the season he had two years ago, where he broke the record for most you know receptions in a year for a tight end. So, but I like the way he ended last year. I just think consistency with Ertz is it, you know he's he's constantly a top three guy. I think he's going to finish around that again. I like. Kind of like the way that FFC has it, you know. They got they have Jeff Kittle ahead of Kelsey, and I think you can take those two and flip flop them either way. I mean, you can't go wrong either way with those two. They're they're without a doubt one and two, um, and I and Ertz and Andrews three and four for me. So it's you know right now we'll do some more evaluating, uh, you know, as things progress. But I like the way that they have it right now. I'm still super high on Ertz. Oh. Yeah, I would probably go with Andrews as well, only because. Um... I just think Philly's offense is geared to just spread the ball around, um, adding Dallas Goddard into the mix now. You know, look, you know, last year you saw a lot more of him on the field. You add Jalen Rager in there. And it just goes back to what I was saying with Carson Wentz. You know, if these guys stay healthy, you know, there's just a lot of target. There's a lot of, of you know, uh, talent around there that, they, that Carson can spread the ball around to. And I think that's what was going on at the beginning of last year. You know, with Goddard on the field, with Jeffrey on the field, uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson was out on the field the first game last year. Like early in the year when they had their guys in there was when Ertz was not getting, you know, the targets and people were wondering where he was. And then when everybody got hurt and he was the only one left, you know, that's when he came back in and, and you know, it was kind of you know, catapulted himself into, you know, the number two PPR tight end on the year. But until then, you know, he was very, you know, he was very silent. So, yeah, I think that Andrews just is going to give you consistent, more consistent production because that offense is just geared to, 
use him that way. You know, I like like Steve was saying, you know, you're going to they're going to run a lot of read option. That read option off the read option, you know, Lamar is going to on passing plays. Lamar is going to you know, obviously keep that. And you're basically putting, you know, a safety or a linebacker making a decision on whether they're going to rush Lamar Jackson or, you know, guard Mark Andrews. And in that case, you know, Andrews is going to get a ton of production because of, you know, everybody's fear of Lamar breaking loose. So, you know, to me, I agree. I think Andrews is, you know, a slight notch above, above Ertz. Uh, but I do agree. They're very close. They're very close. Um, and Dallas Goddard. I mean, it'd be foolish not to bring up Dallas Goddard. He finished uh, 10th last year in PPR amongst tight ends. Uh, he is being drafted as the 11th tight end this year uh, currently. Um, you know, I, there's guys behind him that, you know, are not going to be there. You know, Tyler Higby is going to be getting drafted way above him. Uh, Mike Gusecki, Jared Cook, you know, a lot of the these num- guys are going to n- be drafted number ones. Above him. Number ones are going to be drafted above him. You know, yeah, big, Aiden big Hurst, guys on good teams. Jack Doyle. There's a lot of names on here that are still, you know, uh, FFC just hasn't updated, you know, to where, you know, these guys will be draft- getting drafted above them. But, you know, there's a lot of guys. And I, I just don't think that Goddard is, a- is going to be draftable at this point, you know, but he's still just somebody to bring up because. You know, if tight ends go the way they did last year and Goddard sees, you know, similar production, I mean, he was scoring, he was scoring all the touchdowns in the beginning of the year. That was another issue with Ertz was that he wasn't scoring because Goddard was getting all the touchdowns. Yeah. He didn't get on the, he didn't get on the board till like week eight or nine or somewhere around there. It was, it was, he got in in early because he got in again in the Jets game and the Jets game, I think was week four. So that was his first touchdown, I believe was week four, but yeah, it was, I mean, usually with Ertz, you know, you're expecting more than you know, one touchdown every four weeks. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, you know, Goddard isn't a draftable option, but, you know, he's definitely somebody that is worth paying attention to just because if Ertz goes down, Goddard is going to shoot up. Yeah, the thing to remember when you guys are looking at, at uh, FFC right now is most of the people using FFC are dynasty players because it is dynasty season right now. People are drafting rookies and, and doing things like that. They're, they're getting ready for their dynasty drafts, their startup drafts and things like that. So, you know, take FFC right now with a grain of salt. I love, I love FFC. I think they're a great website. But, um, you know, some of their rankings are, you know, because the people who are drafting right now are, are you know, dynasty players. So, you know, I, I know I – use FFC to do my draft because they're quick and they, you know, I, I kind of like to see what I'm getting at every position. Cause I, you know, I like dynasty. So, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, because of that. All right. So that is pretty much it for the Eagles, right? Um, you know, I mean, we can get into the defense and kicker if you want. I mean, Jake Elliott's, you know, Jake Elliott's usually a pretty good kicker just to, to yeah, pick up. Solid. Yeah, uh, Eagles defense this year. Um, you know, usually they're a team that, that in the past they've never, even when they haven't had good defenses, they've been able to produce points. Uh, last year, I don't think it was that way. Um, so to me, an Eagles defense is probably not one that I'd be drafting. And you know, usually defensive wise, the only drafted defenses should be the top twelve. I mean, obviously, other uh, you know. 
other teams in different leagues and, you know, fantasy football players that aren't as experienced usually wind up taking two defenses and two kickers and just, you know, but they usually just, they just follow the book. <laughs> if, you get get, the back if, you, if you get a 12 team league with experienced fantasy football players there literally should only be 12 defenses drafted. And if that's the case, I would not out of that 12, the Eagles do not fall in the top 12. So for at least for me, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but no, yeah, no, they're going to be solid. They're just, you know, they'll be a spot start for me team also only because they're, they've gotten real young. I mean, and I like some of the times they, you know, they brought in, I mean, I do, I do like, you know, I mean, Davion Taylor and I do like, you know, Kayvon Wallace the two, you know, the third and fourth round picks that they took. Um, I like both of those guys, but honestly, they're young. They're you know they lost they lost a lot of big pieces. I mean you lose Nigel Bradham. You lose you know Vinnie Curry. You lose uh, who else did they lose? They lost Malcolm uh, Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. You know Ronald Darby's. You know Ronald Darby wasn't good last year, but I mean you lose yeah. him. Uh, you know they lost a lot of defensive pieces, but you know there's. there's I mean some... they also brought in Darius Slay. That could produce yep, a little bit produce... more turnover points. Yeah, and I like that they brought. You know I mean Nicole Ricky. Nicole Coleman, I like I you know I like outside of the Saints fiasco Nicole <laughs> Roby Goldman is usually a pretty good, good talent. <laughs> I mean and Rodney McLeod. I mean I, I a lot of people yeah. talk about Malcolm Jenkins and how great he was but Rodney has been great for the Eagles. You know what I mean? He's been a Rodney very good is Rodney is a great uh you know middle high safety. He yeah. extends sideline to sideline very well yep. to me. Um so, that's I, one I, thing I mean, that he's been doing, you know, and I think they're going to use Jalen Mills kind of in Malcolm Jenkins' role, so it, it should, that should be interesting to see how that plays out and who will fight for that second cornerback spot. But yeah, so I like right. the Eagles' defense, but you know, not a top twelve defense for me either. All right, let's move it on to the Dallas Cowboys. We will start with Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak right now is the seventh quarterback on uh, FFC, and that is going to skyrocket to number three with the way people are feeling about him right now. Um, you know, his weapons are probably to me the best. They're probably the best. Is there anybody <laughs> is there anybody better? I was just trying to think of anybody better really quick. I mean Tampa Bay maybe is right, you know, close yeah. to it with I mean the Browns still have OJ Yeah, Tampa and, I mean Tampa Bay Tampa, and the Browns. Cleveland. Uh, another one I was thinking was uh Atlanta has, you know, yeah, Ridley Julio. and Julio. Yep. No. Ridley. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are still very good too. It really, I mean, it, it comes it comes down to how CD is though. I mean, if CD is as advertised, then they are hand down the best, the best all around, you know, oh, yeah, receiver. Definitely... But CD will be as good as advertised for football. Yes, just because he's going to, to be going up great. against. Yeah, he's going to be going up against third. I mean, honestly. I probably see them moving Amari Cooper to the slot, probably, and playing CD and Gallup on the outside. Um, I, I would think that would be their best case scenario, just because you know CD and and Gallup are bigger guys, and Cooper seems like he's more of a, a per, um, you know, a precise route runner. But uh, so I, th- I do think that would probably be how they're going to work this. And if you remember that Mike McCarthy system, you know, Randall Cobb just used to eat up targets and Jordy Nelson used to catch a ton of deep balls uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Um, the one thing I think hurts Dak is if he's not going to report to camp and all this stuff going on where, you know, 
you know, training camp is pushed back or anything like that, like that's really going to hurt him with learning the playbook, learning the terminology. And I think Dak Prescott could struggle to be, I don't want to say struggle, but I think he could be an overdrafted player to begin the year and start to fill in as the year progresses, just because, you know, he's going to struggle to learn that system, especially if he's not coming to camp. And yeah. nobody's really bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. I, well, for me, you know, I definitely have thought about that. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Andy Dalton got picked up by the Cowboys. I think. 100%. Yeah, I think that, you know, he, he came to the Cowboys with the understanding that, hey, if Dak, if Dak holds out or if Dak does anything where he, you know, is, is uh, you know, an issue, you know, we bring, we're bringing in a, a guy that we're confident in. You know, Andy Dalton could do the job. This offense is just stacked. You know what I mean? So Andy Dalton could be very good in this offense, and I think they know that. Um, and it also sets a fire under Dak because, you know, you bring in a, a capable backup, a guy that, you know, we've seen in the league for, you know, almost 10 years now. You know, you know he can play. And, you know, I think this was a, a really smart move by the Cowboys to get Dak to be like, hey, listen, I mean, show us what you can do this year. We tagged you. Show us what you can do, and we'll pay you if, if you deserve it. You know what I mean? We, we put the pieces around you to, to be a very, very – you know, prolific offense and show us that you can do that before we're going to throw, you know, upwards of 30, $30 million a year at you. He's going to make more than that. He's going to, he's going to be close to, he's the, asking for 40, 40, but everyone knew that was a joke. Yeah. But. He's going to, well, he, it's not going to be a joke when, when Patrick Mahomes makes his 200 million and then, and then the, let's yeah. And then the we're, we're at apples market. and oranges here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, no, cause check it out. This is the thing. Everybody says that, but the, the issue with quarterback position, why got dude, Derek Carr got paid, was the highest paid quarterback, not because it's, of his talent, because of the, that's the way the market is. You know what I mean? Like, it is. It, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, you're right. I mean, absolute mediocre. And I'm not saying Dak's mediocre. I mean, Dak has great games and Dak has terrible games. Just, just like a lot of, you know, good quarterbacks in this league, but they do. They overpay a, they overpay a mediocre quarterback right now. Just like in the NBA, they overpay a, you know, average player. I mean, an average NBA player is it could be a twenty million dollar player, and an average NFL quarterback makes twenty plus million too. So, it is. You know, it, it's it. People are set in the market, and you know, I mean, Dak, Dak is yeah, going to get his paycheck. But the difference between that is usually when you pay that average NBA player in the NBA, the average NBA player, he's a role player. Yeah. And in the NFL, your quarterback is your guy. the most important part of your team. <laughs> the so, most, quarterback position is arguably the most important, the most important position in any sport. In any sport. You know what All I mean? Like, I would argue that goalie is right up there in hockey only because if you have a bad goalie, like, you're just in trouble. Really, like, just legit in trouble. But, you know, quarterback is that important to a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, and it – yeah, and and it's the truth. I mean, if you remember, John Elway said this a couple years ago. Like, there needs to be a mar- like, there needs to be a market for the mediocre quarterback. It, it, like, just yeah. because you are the franchise's starter does not mean you should be getting paid like Aaron Rodgers or yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is going to get fifty million dollars when he's oh yeah a free easy. agent. Easy. Right easy. after that, Lamar Jackson's going to be a free agent. Should he get fifty-five million? You yeah, know, it's, uh. It's... B- uh Baker Baker Mayfield yeah. Baker Baker came in with Lamar correct yeah. so that's that next year after Patrick Mahomes Baker Mayfield is going to be a free agent 
does Baker Mayfield deserve $50 million like Patrick Mahomes? Hell no. No. Not even close. No. But he's going to get 40. There is, <laughs> he'll get 40. He'll and get that's 40. That, that's a major problem with the NFL is like yeah. they that these quarterbacks just that's, – that's one thing that I think needs to change. I, I am in favor of that changing just because – you're you can't have like you're hurting know, teams with that. Yeah. And what's going I'm going to tell you what's going to wind up happening, at least because I've thought about it anyway. And, you know, teams like. Uh, t- all right, Cleveland, I'll even give you Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield continues on this, continues this way where he's like a good quarterback, not great quarterback. I'm not giving you 40 million. I'll go back to the draft. There's no like I, I'd rather pay a guy. $8 million a year and take a chance on him than pay a guy like Matthew Stafford $30 million knowing that my team is going to be in purgatory. He's going to get me to, you know, eight and eight record, you know, the same way, uh, you know, Jay Cutler right. with that, that same way, you know, like Jay Cutler got paid all that money and never lived up to the contract and it just put the bears in like hell because yep. you can't make your team better. And if your quarterback is not good enough to make your team better, like you're just all you're doing is hurting yourself. So I think that's what's going to wind up happening is these good quarterbacks are just going to wind up getting sent to the free agent market. You look at Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, uh, Derek Carr is going to be in that that discussion eventually because he's going to get thrown to the uh, to free agency, and nobody's picking these guys up because they don't want to pay them. Nobody's picking Cam Newton up because he wants to be a starter and wants to get paid. Well, guess what, Cam? I, I believe you're worth it, but these NFL owners. They'd rather pay somebody eight million dollars coming coming out of the draft, you know. De- uh, you know, De- John Elway wants to pay Drew Locke like two million, three million dollars. That's what a second round quarterback is. I'm pretty sure is like t- four <laughs> or five million somewhere around there. Like, okay. that's an- enabling your team to spend so much more money in other positions that Dude, the now they have Portland Sutton. Yeah, Courtney Jalen. I mean, and even those guys are all young. Like they have all young players growing. They're all their money is on their defense, and that's why I think Denver could be a good team if Drew Locke is any good because they spent all this money on defense. They have a ton of talent on offense from that's all young, and you know I that's been the way to win. You know, Mahomes is on a rookie deal. Carson Wentz was on a rookie deal. Uh, other than Tom Brady, who took less money. You look at these guys winning, it's Russell Wilson took his team on a rookie deal. Like a lot of these guys on rookie deals are taking their teams far into the playoffs because they're able to spend that money in other ways. Yep, I agree. So for me, uh, uh, getting back to Dak. Yeah, uh, we went way off topic there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I, was, Everybody just a got nice a nice little riff. um a nice a nice little <laughs> briefing of the salary cap and quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> but so back to Dak. Uh I like I like Dak this year. I don't love Dak. Uh, to me, he won't be in my. You know what I mean, I don't. He's not going to be in my top five. Uh, I know that. No? no, not even nah, five. Nope, because I would rather have Kyler Murray. I think you know. I think Kyler Murray has a higher ceiling than than Dak does. Um, only Russell because Wilson, you I mean you got to remember sure that your they still have Ezekiel Elliott. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Zeke is going to get his. You know what I mean? They're not going to become all of a sudden a, you know, last year they they were, I thought, pretty pass heavy. I don't think they'll become more pass heavy. I think they're going to, you know, rely on Zeke. And, and uh, you know, I definitely think Dak Prescott is going to be good. I just think that Kyler Murray, you know, that defense didn't get much better. I think Kyler Murray's going to have to throw the ball a whole lot. You know what I mean, so for my top five is probably going to be 
Lamar Jackson, you know, Patrick Mahomes one and two, obviously. Then, you know, I'd rather have Russell Wilson. I'd rather have Deshaun Jack. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson. And I'd rather have, uh, you know, Kyler Murray for me. I mean, so to me, Dak is probably my number six quarterback. Um, but yeah, I like I, I like him. I think the team is going to be good, and you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he got in the top five. But you know, I there's just other guys that I think the ceilings are a little bit higher on. Yeah, um, I would probably have him. He's going to finish in my. He's going to be in my top five. Uh, you know, I, I probably it may actually be number five. I'm I'm going back and forth. Um, I, I'll have him ahead of Kyler, um, but I don't think I'm going to have him ahead of Russell Wilson because I think the Seahawks are going to start to throw more this year. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, you know, Deshaun's another one that could come into that area. I mean, a lot of people think he's falling because of what, without Hopkins, no, but it can make him just, it can make him better. I mean, yeah. not zeroing yeah. in on that one guy. Yeah. And if it only, with his with him it's going to literally come down to whether cooks and fuller can stay healthy because you put two of those two guys on the field i'll tell you who really benefits and and a lot of people it's going to hurt me to say this because 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 a lot of people don't feel this way but man with that speed David Johnson could have a really good year. I love David Johnson this year. Dude, am, with, when we get to the Texas, team, people are gonna be like, "What are you talking about, bro?" And I'm gonna, I'm letting you know, I'm, I'm gonna go on a whole David Johnson rant. I love this dude. David Johnson could have a good year if, if because all their speed is just going to take all those defenders down the field, and if those guys are producing, David Johnson's going to produce. But anyway, back to Dak. Yeah, I, I probably will wind up having Dak in my top five. I got him pre- pretty much right around the same guys. You got him at Kev, like right, right at that five area, five six. You know, Kyler Murray, um, you know, probably Watson range. So you know, we still got a little evaluating to do. But yeah, I think his weapons are way too good to to have him. You know, not in between five and ten for sure for me. And uh, yeah, it just it, I just I'm not he's not top five for me, but he's definitely teetering five ish, six ish because. Uh, you know, there's just, he had an unbelievable year last year and he's even got, now he's got a, another guy to, to add to his arsenal. So I like Dak this year. Yep. And mind you all my ranking, and I'm sure everybody's ranking on Dak Prescott is going to, could possibly change a lot if he does not show up at camp and he's not there. I mean, that's, that's liable to go down. The Zeke Elliott effect of last year. Yeah. Um, um, a good transition, Dan. So yeah, we'll get right I tried that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get right into Zeke. Uh, I, I am too much to talk about with Zeke. I mean, he's the, he's my number three running back, um, and I think he's probably most people's number three running back behind Saquon and McCaffrey. Um, you know, I, nothing really more to get into. I mean, last year people thought he had a down year last year, and I think he still finishes like you know top five running back maybe. Uh, let me see where he finished last year. He was number four, five in PPR, or I'm sorry, five in standard. In PPR, he was five. So he finished five last year. So, you know, this year I have him at three. And if five is a bad year, um, I don't think you can go wrong drafting Zeke that high. No, the dude don't miss games. You know what I mean? Um, you know, people always draft him in the top three, and I said this actually last year that he he's normally finishes around five. You know what I mean, and I think that's what he was going to do. So, you know, he basically finished where 
I thought he was going to finish. He's going to continue to finish that way, but he just doesn't miss games. So, you know, a huge game from Dalvin Cook and a huge game from Zeke, you know, you're going to see more, you know, that's those are the two that I kind of have three, four. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook, the difference between Dalvin Cook and Zeke is if you told me that Dalvin Cook was going to play all 16, there is no way I'm taking Zeke over Dalvin. But, you know, the, with the question of whether he's going to play all 16, you know, it, Zeke has got to be the number three. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, he's t- another my other top five guy, um, especially in PPR. He just, you know, he's another guy that we're, we're not 100% sure on. So Zeke, you know, to me, it has to be in your top three. You know what I mean? It's, it's CMC, it's, you know, it's Barkley, and then it's Zeke, just because, you know, we know what we're getting from Zeke. We're getting 16 games from him. You know, knock on wood. That was me knocking on wood, guys. Um, and he, you know, he's he's going to be solid. He's going to be solid like he is every year. Yeah, not literally nothing to add. I mean, he's going to be number three on my board as well. Um, we know what we're getting out of him. He's, he's a rock. All right, so let's get into the pass catchers. Uh, you know, you got CeeDee Lamb, you got Amari Cooper, you got uh, – Michael Gallup, not in that necessarily in that order. Uh, right now, Amari uh, Cooper, yeah, they have him as the seventh wide receiver being taken on here. I think he's mm-hmm. he's going to be lower than that. Yeah, no way. He's going to be much lower than that. Yeah, no way. Uh, yeah, for me, there's no way that I'm taking Amari Cooper as seven. You know what I mean? Like, I can literally rattle off ten names before I even think about Amari Cooper. You mean Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris, Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson. I'd rather have um, Keenan Allen. I'd rather have OBJ Cooper Cup. this year. I think we'll have a bounce back season with a full off season with the Browns. Um, you know, I'd rather have OBJ. I'd rather have Cooper Cup. Um, uh, I'd rather have Juju Smith Schuster <laughs> with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. So Adam Thielen, Cor- Corlin Sutton. How yeah, about the names? Yeah, DJ Moore. You know what I mean? See, so you're gonna, so you're gonna have, you're gonna have Cooper is, in the in the fifteen twenty range. Yeah, I'm gonna have Cooper in the fifteen twenty range. He, to me, he's not a, you know, what I mean, he is Deshaun Jackson plus. That's what he is to me. I was gonna say that. All right, yeah. so here, this is funny. Like last Just year, because of the big game, because of the big game year, capability. Yeah, last year I was extremely down on Cooper. If you guys remember, like I was saying, I wasn't gonna draft him, and he finishes ten. Out of all out of all the receivers, right? He finished number ten in PPR. But do you guys think he was a good draft no. pick? No, I don't. Like, he just had, I had him he, on a team, and it was just it was it's super annoying for half the season. Like <clears throat> half of the season, he was great. Yeah, you know I mean, like in that Packer game, and you know there was other games where he was just amazing, and then there was the games where he just did nothing, like literal literally. Goose eggs in, I think, two games. Yeah. Zero. I was like, are you Completely serious? shut down. Like, so let, let me ask you this. Do you think Mike Evans was a good draft pick? Um, I think Mike Evans started off really, really slow, but then started to pick it up. So Mike Evans came on strong when yeah, he, he came when, on when really he was strong after week and three. And then he got hurt. And then he and got this hurt. Is what, and this is where it comes to what you said earlier. It's what have you done for me lately? Because yeah. Amari Cooper started off that way and then fell off at the end of the year. Yeah. Mike Evans, 
his week three game was his best game. I think he had like four touchdowns in that game. So he did have a good, yeah, his first Dude, two weeks was terrible. so much money in FanDuel. It was stupid. Yeah, that, yeah, it was I think ridiculous. I had like a $400 day that year because I had him that, on like every team. Yeah, that was, that was, that week was crazy. But my thing with Amari Cooper is if you look at their stats from last year from the, the Cowboys, you have Cooper with 119 targets, Michael Gallup with 113 targets. So he only had six more targets than Gallup. He had 82 more yards than Gallup. So, like, I'd these rather numbers, have Gallup if that's what you're Yeah, I mean, you're getting Gallup as the number 24 receiver taken compared to, you know, getting uh, Amari Cooper as the, the you know, the number uh, – 11, uh, seven. seven receiver seven. taken. Jesus and, Christ, you know, he much. had two more touchdowns than Gallup. He did have two more touchdowns. Dude, number but seven is it's round just like, two. You're taking Amari Cooper in round two? No. I mean, yeah, no. they're, I think, no, 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 you know, that's no. that's liable to change. I mean, you know, no. that's going down the round. Yeah, no, that could possibly go down to round four. Yeah, no, that's uh, crazy. The name, the name alone, it's, it's not it, – the value is terrible, but the name is what is, is – is predicting where he's going because people are still, I tell you what, he doesn't get, even though I think he's probably closer to that fourth round, there's no way he gets out of the third round in anybody's draft because he's Amari Cooper. He is Zach Dak's guy. So everybody remembers the good games. They don't remember the bad games. You know what I mean? And most people that draft him, think about it. Most people that draft him are not guys that drafted him the year before. Like in your draft, if you had Amari Cooper last year, you probably ain't drafting him this year. You know what yeah. I mean? But somebody else. You want to hear? You want to hear? I, crazy, I am not drafting him this part? year. I'm not dealing with them goose eggs <laughs> ever again from a receiver. Thank what? God I had Chris Godwin. It didn't matter. I didn't win, but Chris Godwin was an absolute maniac the whole year. So, yeah. <laughs> you want to hear the crazier part? Is that I rattled off those numbers. Michael Gallup played two less games than Amari Cooper. Also, yeah. So he so would have like, finished with the higher. He would have finished with the higher points per yard per game. Much higher. Yeah, I, I can get Michael Gallup in the the sixth round, and I have to take Amari in the second. That's just not happening. Period. Not at all. All right. So, I think we're we're pretty set. You know, Gallup is probably where he needs to be. Cooper should be falling. CeeDee Lamb is the 65th wide receiver being taken right now. And I'm high on, and I love CeeDee Lamb. I know you guys are a little low, you know, no, I'm not saying lower, but you know, you love it more for Dak, but I just, I like CeeDee Lamb. And I think that, I think that this kid has potential to be right there statistically with both of them. You know, he's just too, he's he's too good of a talent. Real quick, real quick. We're going to play a little game. So I'm going to rattle off some names and you're going to tell me, if you would take CeeDee Lamb above these guys. Okay. All right. I like it. Let's I mean, this. if we're going to throw the names from, from FFC out here, it's just, no, no, no. I'm just going to throw random names out okay. that I have on my list. Cause I have my wide receiver list up. Okay. So in my wide receiver list, we have, are you taking Nikhil Harry over CeeDee Lamb? Mm, that one's interesting. I would say No. I would take CeeDee Lamb mainly because of the offense and the quarterback. Now, if they happen to sign Cam by for, for some reason, then I probably would take Nikhil Harry, yes. Um, man, that is – that's you start off with a good one. Because, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say – I'm going to go with Kevin just by, by, by slight 
because I do think Nikhil Harry is going to have a good year this year. I, I mean, he looked good when he played last year. So, but I am going to go CD Lamb right now by just a slight bit. Okay, Jalen Rager or CD Lamb? CD Lamb. I would take Rager. I, I said Rager, Rager the other also. day. Yeah, I'll take Rager. I said oh, Rager yeah, I number two, CD Lamb take, number three. Yeah, I would take Harry over over Lamb also. Um, you would take oh, you would take Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I'll take Lamb. Nikhil Harry over over him. Yep. All right. So next guy, Paris Campbell. He's another one. I would take CD Lamb just because I think that offense is more geared towards running the football in Indy, and I also feel like T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman are going to be better. So to me, I would take CD Lamb. Yeah, it's I wasn't. Wasn't overall too excited about Paris Campbell last year. You know, I'm, I'm more excited to see what CeeDee Lamb does this year. I think he's going to be an overall better pick. Yeah, I would go CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, right. see, like, with these, that, like, those are both late-round picks. Usually in the late rounds, I would much rather grab the rookie, you know, that has a, yeah. a more potential rather than a guy that I've seen already. You know, I'm more likely to grab the I'm rookie. I'm telling you, CeeDee Lamb's going to have some breakout games. I'm telling you. He's, I, I don't he's doubt that one. for one no, I don't doubt that for a second. I think he's great. I think he's really talented. All right, so Robbie Anderson, CeeDee Lamb. Oh, C. God. Lamb. That's not even a question. Yeah. With DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel area, yeah, that's not even a question. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Hunter Renfro or CeeDee Lamb? That's a different story now. I mean, I want to see how that Oakland offense plays out just because I think Hunter Renfro could have a – like, I, he could be – a PPR machine. You know, if you remember what he was doing, you know, he, he got hurt, I think, around week 11 or maybe somewhere around there. But before that, he was doing really good. And then when he came back, he started doing really good again. Mm-hmm. You know, and Darren Waller fell off when Hunter Renfro started having his good game. So yep. to me, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with rugs if they're just going to throw him on the outside. But if they start throwing rugs into the slot, that's going to change things a lot for, you know, Hunter Renfro's production. But, you know, for me, I probably would go with Hunter Renfro. To, especially yeah, Steve, PPR. We, are we do, are we doing PPR? That's what I'm saying. Like PPR. PPR. Yep, PPR. Uh, I'm probably going to take Hunter Renfro too. I think that the threat alone of rugs opens things up for Renfro big time, even though, you know, Derek Carr may not be able to reach him downfield. He's still going to be down there. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, I would definitely go Hunter Renfro. I love Hunter Renfro. He's going to be in my yeah, top. Yeah, I'm going to be big on like, Hunter this year. Yeah, 40. He's definitely in my top 40. Um, we'll do one more name. Actually, no. Two, two names that I'm just staring at, and it's it's too titillating not to, uh, to, to do these. So I'll leave the last one. But Golden Tate or CeeDee Lamb? Golden Tate. Yep. I think Golden Tate's going to have a good year. Yeah, Golden Tate when he came back was getting getting a lot of targets from Daniel Jones. I think Golden Tate. Yeah, I like Golden Tate too. Yep. All right, and the last one, Jerry Judy or Ceedee Lamb. Jerry Judy. I mean, we can't go against what we said the other day. <laughs> we both said we both had Judy number ones. So, yeah, yeah, I, I love Jerry Judy. I you know he was my number one wide receiver also. So yeah, going to Denver, he's the number two guy there in Denver. But I, I still think he has a bigger season than Ceedee Lamb. All right, so that was that was the game. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. All right, so uh, now we're going into tight end for Dallas. Blake Jarwin. Um, I don't think Blake Jarwin's really being drafted in too many drafts. Um, Way too many, you know, much better options. I will say, you know, Jason Witten last year caught a lot of touchdowns. Um, You know, and I will. That's another thing that credit goes credit to Ceedee Lamb in this is that. With no Jason Witten and no Randall Cobb, 
you're adding a total of, I think it's 163 targets that are going to be 166 targets that are going to be vacated. Blake Jarwin already had 41 last year, so he might rise by like 40, 50 targets. And if that winds up being the case, you know, there is still, you know, another 105 targets, you know, available for CD Lamb. So just, just throwing that out there. But targets are for um, Yeah. Um, but, you know, Blake Jarwin, yeah, I, I don't see Blake Jarwin as being, you know, a draftable guy, um, in my opinion. You know, there's other options out there that I would take. You know, I like Jack Doyle. I like Hayden Hurst, uh, Mike Isecki. You know, these are guys that are probably in that sec, you know, coming in, you know, from 10 to 15, somewhere in that area. And those are guys I'd rather grab rather than, you know, trying to get Blake Jarwin. Yeah, I'm not going to go into Blake Jarwin. I I mean, other than that three-touchdown game he had last year, he really didn't do anything. So I'm just going to leave that where it may be. And, uh, you know, I'm not drafting Blake Jarwin anywhere. Agreed. All right. And kicker, Greg Zerline. I think Greg Zerline will be drafted in every draft. And, yep, every draft. Yep, Dallas's defense. Um, I think Dallas's defense is going to be terrible. So I'm staying away from him. <laughs> Yep, I think that Dallas is going to be in shootouts every like all the time because they. I'll tell you, two two years ago, two, I mean three years ago into two years ago, they were they were a really really promising defense, and they completely one eighted over the last year and a half. And I mean their I'll offense tell is so. You what? I <laughs> love them this year. I really like the Cowboys defense this year, man. Really? You, yeah, dude. You add Don Terry Poe. You add Alden Smith. I know Alden Smith's been out of the league for a couple of years, but if he bro, has any remnants bro, of, of what bro, he, he ain't do, played in five years. I, I know, but dude, like do you remember how years. good he He's was? 29. Bro? He last played when he was 24. I hear like, you. Nah, and I agree. Nah, I agree that he, he has been off for a long time, but that dude has natural born talent. If he gets on the field and is anything like he was when he was in San Francisco, that's going to be a problem because you have Gerald McCoy in the middle. You have Don Terry Poe in the middle. I mean, so you are never down. You are literally never able to, to double team Alden Smith on the, you know, on the end period. That's just never going to happen. Because Gerald McCoy and, and Don Terry Poe in the middle is just – that's yeah, stupid. You still got Demarcus Lawrence on the other yeah, side. you still have Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. Uh, that is a serious defensive line. And I tell, you, I tell you guys every year that, you know, I draft teams who have good defensive lines. You know what I mean? Period. And this defensive line might be one of the best in, in, in the NFL, period. You are really banking on Alden Smith. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm banking on Daryl McCoy and Don Terry Poe. McCoy Poe. and Don Terry Poe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, clogging that middle up so hard that it's just going to be impossible to double team the, front, the, the front is The front is solid. Uh, you know, the but, back, <laughs> the yeah. back is terrible. So, like, yeah. it could be – it literally, like, I mean, if they're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, they're going to be giving up tons of points. Yeah, I mean, but it's not only just those two guys. I mean, they still got uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who I, you know, I mean, I really like at the safety position. You know what I mean? They have, uh, uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's just a. <laughs> I was gonna say, who else are you gonna rattle off? I was, no, I was well, you know what I mean. The next game was no because no, I like, like that, what they brought it, in, and I think they still had good. I mean, they still have, you know, players there that were you know are productive. So for me, I you know I like the Cowboys defense. I think the Cowboys defense is gonna be much better than. People think. Are you drafting them top 12, or are you just going to wait and see on them? And no, see, yeah, they you know, probably will be up. a top 12 defense for me. They'll probably be 10. Yeah, I'm, 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 more, I'm, more in that, I'm more in that 20 range, I think. Yeah. 
I hear you. All right, so that was it, guys. First two teams off the board, Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, we'll come back with the Redskins and Giants in our next episode. Real quick, um, and until real quick that- I would like to add that you guys were saying this exact same thing to me last year about the 49ers. So I'm going to really rub this one. No, no, right. because the 49ers had <laughs> I, because the 49ers I don't think had I, Richard Sherman, I don't think we were saying the it, same thing. No, we I'm weren't. pretty <laughs> sure you guys were like, ah, oh, the 40, you are way high on the 49ers. And, I don't and, know. 49ers were top, were top 12 for me, but you were, you were, you, you picked them. You picked them to I be a top three. Two. I said they were the number two defense. Yeah, I, my, they were top 12 for me, but yeah, they were, they were a great defensive pickup. We can't even, can't knock you on that. Dallas will. We'll, we'll, we'll I don't know so, if your psychic. I don't know if your psychic abilities are going to work on this one. <laughs> Let's see. All right, guys. Until next time. Peace out. Peace. Later. <laughs>